Welcome back to Write in 10. I'm Karen Alea. If you've never listened to this podcast, it's how-tos for writers of all levels. It's around 10 minutes, and then you're asked to do 10 minutes of your own writing. You can go back and listen to more topics or check out the blogs at writein10.com to keep you learning and motivated. And please, while I've got you, could you subscribe and rate and then write a little review wherever you're listening? It helps tremendously. And of course, grab this and share it with all your writing friends or people who've thought that they want to attempt writing. Before we discuss writing communities, let me read a listener's bit of writing advice. This week's is from a listener and writer named Laura Beth. She says, I'm always afraid to say this out loud, quote, don't be afraid to be bad, quite bad. Just look at all the crap that gets published. You can at least be as bad as that, end quote. And then I feel a little courage to try writing a little more and do a little better. Thanks for that, Laura Beth, and I sometimes do the exact same thing, and whatever gets you motivated, go for it. You can submit your own writing advice at the website, Write in 10. You'll see a little place where you can send it in. We're going to start with our cameo this week, and this is Hannah Harlow. Hannah lives in the Boston area and was the executive director of marketing of General Interest Books at Houghton Mifflin Harcourt for years, and she just left to go into another dream job of owning an independent bookstore. Listen to that applause. She has countless short stories published, and you can find her on Twitter at H.H. Harlow. And you really need to follow her bookstore on Instagram at Bookshop of Beverly Farms. It's a very thoughtful account, and the bookstore looks adorable, Massachusetts-y. Plus, she gives very insightful and good recommendations of books. So let's listen to Hannah. Hi, this is Hannah Harlow, and I am an evangelist for writing groups. I've been in a writing group for 10 years. We meet every month and rarely have I missed a meeting. I see my writing group more regularly than I see most family members. In the beginning, I joined because I needed accountability. My writing group got me writing regularly again after I had my first kid. I owed them pages to read, and so I wrote. But my writing group has become so much more than that. Talk about your goals with each other and then help each other achieve them. That's what we do. For a while, our writing group very traditionally read and workshopped everyone's stories and book chapters each month. But we decided we each wanted to publish more. And then we started workshopping not just creative writing, but also pitches, outlines, and things like residency applications. Some months, we hold pitch parties where we sit next to each other on our laptops and pitch our writing to literary magazines or to agents or residencies or whatever. Because it's hard to get it done otherwise. And sometimes you want to talk to someone who knows your writing about whether a place is right for you. We started a Slack channel so we can encourage each other and share useful articles and ideas throughout the month. I switched jobs just a couple of months ago. It was a huge life change. It disrupted my schedule, and I'd stopped writing. 
At our last meeting, the group asked if I wanted to submit something for the next gathering. I didn't even know what I was working on anymore, but I said yes. Then I looked at my new schedule, and I found an hour in the morning before my kids get up, and I've been writing almost every day. The last bit of advice I'll slip in is don't beat yourself up if you can't write every day. It's okay. Write tomorrow. Life happens. I mean, some of us have kids and spouses. We have people we love. Don't listen to those Nazi books that say you have to write every single day or you're not a writer. Don't let them make you feel bad. And if you get yourself a good writing group, they'll get you back on track when you miss more than a couple of days. I listened to this when Hannah first sent it to me with all my defense mechanisms up about writing groups, and she changed my mind. If you are thinking of starting a writer's group because you don't have one or you want to find one that's already existing, I suggest that you go to Facebook and up at the top bar, type in writing, and you'll probably see a bunch of groups lined up that you can join. Uh, there might be massive amounts of people in there, but sooner or later you might find those who you connect with and want to start an online group with. If you want to have one in person, a great place to start is calling your library to see if they have any programs already in place. If not, you can suggest one. Whether you've been in groups for years or you're just starting out, here are five suggestions. Number one, avoid reading your own work to your group. Either submit it ahead of time for everyone to read on their own and write their notes on, or everyone pass their work to the person on the right and have them give a dry read out loud to the group. Writing needs to be judged by what's on the paper. The writer's voice can bring up the tension or emphasize the words and dialogue they want emphasize. They'll leave breaths or stall in the piece where there might not be those places on the paper. What the listener ends up hearing is a performance or an interpretation the writer is giving of their own work. Number two, Avoid introducing your piece of work. Again, if you're doing this on email or having the person next to you read it, this helps you avoid doing an introduction. But so many times we hand out or are about to read our work and we have to slip in something like, okay, now this was a rush job. Or oh, this is the scene where John falls into despair. You know, we always give like a, a small little thing that's either about our writing of it or the writing itself and what we think we're presenting to them. Be open to what comes across on the paper without implanting your perceived idea of the quality of your work or what that work is supposed to accomplish. Number three is very tricky socialize afterward. 
a member going through a difficult time who's had a terrible day and tells everyone about it might get a bit ripped off in their critique because we're all human and we want to go easier on someone who's hurting. The same works vice versa. If someone comes in and is a real pain in the ass, then they might receive something harsher than what is warranted. Again, this is one of those things that can be prevented if you submit in writing your piece the month before. Number four is be cautious of clicks. When two or more people in a group start hanging out socially, it can be apparent that they might go easier and even stand up for people who they're closer to socially than the ones who they're not. Many times they might have already shared what they were writing or how they feel about their writing to their close friends in that group. And that, again, can come out and diminish the effectiveness of the critique. If this happens, it might be a good time to come together, maybe listen to this episode, drop some new rules, have some honest discussion, and see where you can go from there. Most of the time, writers who are serious about their work will understand this and try and nip it in the bud so that everyone gets the same kind of critique. Number five, beware of the writing group scene arc. Every group gives you the amount of pages or words or minutes you're allotted to read or turn in. What happens, and I just read a novel last year like this, is that all the scenes have that five to seven page scene arc where it starts and then it starts summing up right there around page six so it can close off. But if you're doing a long-form piece like a novel or a memoir, you don't want the reader to start feeling that rhythm themselves because pace is picked up on internally to a reader and that can become very monotonous and can be a reason that people lose interest in books. It also programs you as the writer to feel that scenes naturally happen this way because you're programming yourself to do that. And that's it for the five tips about writing groups. I'm going to list these on the corresponding blog at Write in 10. And if you have suggestions or you found something that works for you, like Hannah discussed with doing different kinds of meetings to stay accountable, please let me know. I'll also list Hannah Harlow's bookstore and her Twitter address. I'm excited to have the sponsor today of Grammarly. You've probably heard of them. They're the number one let-me-help-you-before-you-embarrass-yourself program for correcting your spelling, grammar, finding plagiarized sentences, uh, even 
being able to analyze how you're coming across. Most of the program is free. As professional writers, you might want to upgrade to the professional one, but it's very easy to use, and it even now works in Google Docs. So I just ran my little notes through it, and I don't want to talk about it. So that's all I have to say about that. But it's very helpful, and it'll save you a lot of time, plus it is a great learning curve for writers who don't feel as confident in certain areas of their writing. By using my affiliate link right down there in the details of this episode, this podcast benefits even if you just use the free service part. Have a great week. I hope you'll write 10 minutes right now and stay well.